Let's get right to the word of the Lord this morning. We're talking about leaving it all behind. There was a story in a movie called The Butler, and I'm reminded of Cecil Gaines at a young age. His father and his mother worked in a cotton field, and in this movie, the movie comes on with Cecil Gaines and his father in the cotton field. The master comes out. His father confronts the slave master. The slave master shoots his father in the head and his father dies. At a young age, Cecil understands that he can no longer be considered to be safe in this place. The slave master's mother comes and she grabs him and she teaches him how to serve in the house. He grows up to be a great servant in the house. But he realizes that the older that he's, that he's getting, that he's not safe because he remembers what happens to his father. So he decides that he needs to take a journey and he needs to leave to find a better life for himself. He goes to his mom, he goes to the slave master's mom and he says that it's time to go and he leaves with simply a pair of shoes, a bag with little food and for some days he's traveling on a dream. He's understanding that he has to leave it all behind. He has to to leave his mom behind. He has to leave his siblings behind. He has to leave a generation behind if he wants to survive. He arrives at a place where he breaks into a bakery and he's eating and the man comes down and asks him what he's doing there and throughout the conversation he gives him a job and he teaches him how to do certain things in serving. And out of nowhere he comes to him and said, I want you to go to Washington, D.C. There's a job for you there. He takes this job. And at this job, a door opens for him that he never imagined would happen. But through all of this, he had to leave some things behind. He had to leave some things behind so that he could start all over again. He had to to go through some things in his life. And, and, and because he left some things behind, he was only focused on saving his family. He was only focused on trying to make sure that his children would never, ever see a cotton field a day in their life. He did everything that he needed to do through this. He became the longest serving butler in the White House. He served every major president. And at the end of his life, he received a medal. But here it is, many of us are in the same predicament. You're serving in places, you're living in places, you're doing things in your life, and you're afraid to step out to leave it all behind. God comes to Abraham at the age of 75 and he says to Abraham simply, I need you to do several things. And the word of the Lord says, go from your country and from your relatives 
and from your father's house to a land that I show you. In, in the conversation, in the conversation, as you look into it, he, he says, go from your country. Go from your country. Go from the place that you are living in. Can you imagine Raymond, the word of God, coming to you and saying, I need you, Raymond, to get up and I need you to move to Africa. I didn't say Kansas. That's easy. I need you to move. He said, leave your country. And we have to establish that, that Abraham was 75 and he was already wealthy. He was comfortable. He had all of the riches in the world, but he didn't have the faith that God wanted him to have. So God chose to use him to be considered the hero of faith, the father of faith. So there is a conversation. Number two, there's a cost. The cost of hearing and trusting God. What, what is that cost, Tracy? What, what is that cost, Sarai? What, what is that cost when I, when I have to hear God and trust Him? I, I'm hearing you and I'm trusting you enough that what you're saying to me is going to work in my favor, but there is a cost. And what is the cost? Leaving it all behind. Those things that I have become attached to and invested in throughout my life that that's a cost I gotta leave it all behind he 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 said get up and and leave your country leave your relatives leave your father's house and only take what belongs to you only take what belongs to you I only have a little I don't have much or you might have much or whatever you have uh, uh, I want you to I want you to take it with you, but don't take anything else. Leave it all behind. Leave it there. Bad relations, good relationships, good friendships, a good job. Oh, Rabbi, that wonderful house that you love, you got to leave it all behind. I just decorated. I just painted. I, I just did all of this, and you're asking me to leave it all behind, and, and you're not even going to tell me where I'm going until I leave it all behind. The cost of hearing and trusting God is that you have to abandon what you love the most. Hmm. Abandon what you love the most. Family, career, friendships, habits, and lifestyles. I, I have a good lifestyle here. I have good relationships here. I, I, I know how to get back and forth to the grocery store. I, I know the rush hour traffic. I, I know how to move in and out. And now you're telling me that I need to abandon this place. You're, you're telling me that I need to relocate to a place. Uh, come on now. It, it, it's like him telling me to, to leave Cleveland and go to New York. I, I would not like that at all. You're, you're, you're taking me. To, I hate New York. I don't like the traffic. I can't stand the traffic. It's too many people. And you're telling me I got to leave this? I'm comfortable. But when God is speaking to you, the cost of hearing him and the cost of obeying him and the cost of laying it on the line and, and the cost of walking and receiving the double portion for your life is that you've got to leave it all behind. You've got to abandon what you love the most and then starting over in a new place. It's not always the best thing when you're going to an unfamiliar place in your life. Hmm. I only, I've only met one person in my entire life that doesn't mind starting over, and I don't know how she does it. I don't know how this child does it. Maybe we need to get her faith. But she will 
give everything away. She'll give all of her clothes away. She'll give all of her shoes away. And she'll just pack a few little things in her car. And from Kansas on a Christmas morning, who drives to Las Vegas? Talking about, yeah, I'm just, I'm just going because God told me to go. What in the world? Who does that from Kansas City to Las Vegas? In a car, in a Toyota. In a Toyota. <laughs> in a Toyota. Hey, y'all, I'm kicking it. I'm over here. I'm over here. We just like, Lord, please. Just, what in the world? What in the world? What, what is this child doing? <laughs> I mean, we'll just up and just get up in the middle of the day and say, I'm out. I, I'm gone. I, I can't be here no more. I'm gone. I, I, and, and don't take nothing with it. Leave it all behind. I'm talking about leave good clothes. Leave good shoes. Leave furniture. Leave it all. I'm talking about, and she don't be saying, y'all can just take what y'all need. If you don't, I'm just throwing the garbage. I'm out. I'm out. That's the kind of faith God wants us to have. Double or nothing. And then walk into all type of relationships. Walk into all type of things that, 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 that happens in your life. Who, who tells a man with, with two children out of nowhere, I need you to move to, to Atlanta. We go get a brand new house with no furniture. We give it all away. All away on a word. Starting all over in a new place is, is not always the best thing. It doesn't feel good to start all over when you're comfortable, Joya. When, when you're comfortable, Emilisa, I got my mama here. I got my children here. I got my grandbabies here. And you telling me I just got to go for me and leave everybody behind? Well, well what, are, what are they going to say when I leave? So what? God gave you a word. Starting all over. The cost of hearing and trusting God is that you've got to leave it all behind. You've got to abandon what you love the most. And starting over in a new place is not a good feeling, but you got to start over at another level. Ah, come on now. You're, you're not starting over at the bottom. You're starting over at the top in a new place. You've just got to find where you fit in in the new place. And you've got to allow God to show you how to start over in the new place. Oh, Rabban, oh, Rabban. Remember that you didn't leave poor. Remember that you're not leaving empty. Remember that you're taking the riches and the wealth of God with you. Abraham was a wealthy man. He was a rich man. He, he was comfortable when it came to his finances, when it, when it came. But, but he was uncomfortable because he had never experienced this type of living, faith living. Come on now. Faith living. Come on now. God gives you sense even when he's talking to you in faith because he's going to use what you have so that you can operate in faith. Faith does not, faith does not work on something that's empty. I want to give you all that. Faith works on something that's full. When God tells you to do something, he's going to pull what's in you out to operate the faith that he needs you to have in that situation. It's already on the inside of you. You already have it in your hands. You've just probably never applied it to the movement of faith. 
You've probably been applying it every day, but now that God is challenging you, he's going to use what you have in your hands. Come on, say, God is going to use what I have in my hands to create this double portion of faith. Come on now, come on now. He, he's going to use what you have in your hands, but he don't want you to travel heavy. Uh, come on. That's why he said leave it all behind. He, he doesn't want you to travel with distractions. He, he doesn't want you to travel with ifs, ands, and buts because you already got those in your own mind. He, you, you already got to deal with your family and your children, but he don't want you dealing with grandma who's too slow and she can't walk, she can't move, and you ain't got time to be stopping and changing diapers and going here and there. He wants you to be able to move lightly. Come on now, double or nothing. You, you've got to expect that God is going to challenge you to leave it all behind, to abandon what you love the most. Uh, he's going to challenge you to start over in a new place. And after I start over, I, I'm moving with limited instructions. Oh, my God, limited instructions. Tyus, can you hear this? Uh, Altricia, can you hear it? Uh, I, I'm moving with limited instructions. All he said was go from your country. Leave your relatives, leave your father's house to a land that I will show you, to a land that I will show you. That means that you've not even seen it yet. Oh, Rabbi, that means that he's not even giving you a glimpse of what the land looks like, of what the house looks like, of what the job looks like. Oh, what the, oh, Rabbi, no, Rabbi, Shekete, Rabbi. All I got is a word. That's the craziest thing in life. Well, you got to tell your family, all I got is a word. The child said, I just feel I need to go to Vegas. Are you serious? You got a good job. I need to go to Vegas. I need to go to Atlanta. How many of you have, have stepped out on a word and you had limited instructions? You did not see your landing place. But God has you in the air flying an airplane. And the gas is getting ready to run out. Oh, Rabbi, come on now. Come on now. It's time to land. Land where? I don't see an airstrip. I, I, I don't see a garage. I, I don't see a holding pattern. Are you serious? What am I going to tell my wife? Baby, we're just on a journey. Now, you're going to sit your little tail right there. And we ain't going nowhere because I know my wife. She even, now. Nah, we're not doing that. But then my wife going to get stubborn and say, well, you know, if God said do it, then God said do it. I don't need you to say that right now. I need you to bail me out. I need you to bail me out. Limited instructions. He said, move, chief, to Atlanta. I'm thinking I'm moving to Atlanta to go work at another church. Go get this fabulous job. Make this money. And take care of my family. We get down in a brand new house, four bedroom, a master bed. It was laid out. And we go to the church and we walk in and I'm sitting there and the Lord says, this ain't your church. The devil is a lie. You are so wrong that it's ignorant that you're going to bring me down here. Knowing I didn't gave all my furniture away. I didn't stepped out on the work. And now you're going to make me look like a fool in front of the people that said we ain't going to survive, the people that said we're stupid, the people that said that we didn't hear from God, I'm running, I, I just don't like what's going on. Now you're going to embarrass me, get up and go down the street. You got to be kidding me. To a big church. I come from a small church. Come from a small church. Never been to a church. 
with a sanctuary set, 8,000 to 9,000 people. And I walk in and there is T.D. Jake saying, God wants you to do something crazy. And I'm like, this ain't right because I'm not going to do nothing crazy. And I've been saying for years, I've been saying for years, Lord, I want you to connect me with William Murphy. And I, I've been saying for years, and the first person I met when I walk in the church is William Murphy. Hey, man, call me. I'll give you my number. I go home, go back to the church the next day, sitting there in the conference. Tracy and my wife there, and we're all kicking in, and they're back there serving. And, and the Lord says, get up. This ain't your church. Don't come back. Go down the street. New birth is your church. The devil is a lie. I got to pay some rent. I got a mortgage that's $1,200. And I told this lady that I would pay it. And we got the house. No credit check, no down payment off of a word of somebody who knew us. Now you're going to embarrass me and mess up relationship. Now when you go down there, don't go back. And don't call that pastor and tell that pastor that you're leaving because he's going to offer you a salary that you cannot refuse. But if you take it, you're going to be out of the will of God. The cost of hearing God is that you got to leave some things behind. You got to leave your dream behind sometime. You, you got to leave some things behind, double or nothing. You got to Lay it on the line. You've got to abandon what you love the most. That was leading worship. I would have been there every Sunday leading worship and developing leaders, doing what I love to do. But starting over in a new place was not the best thing for me at new birth. I was comfortable starting over at the church with Steve Brock's son. I was comfortable there because I knew the people. But sometimes starting over it's not starting over with the position. It's probably starting over sitting and learning and letting the Lord minister to you. I went home and I cried. And my wife said, what's wrong with you? And she said, oh, here we go. I said, the Lord said, that ain't our church. Babe, you got to be kidding me. Come on, honey. What are you saying? How are we going to eat? How are we going to live? How are we going to get to this? The Lord said, new birth is our church. He said, get up Sunday morning, go to the church. I got up Sunday morning, I was so angry. We got there late, sitting up in the balcony, sitting right in the middle of the balcony, and my wife enjoying the service. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Oh, bless the name of God. He called the discipleship of Christ. Everybody come down here. I'm sitting there. And he's getting ready to turn around and end it. I'm talking about hundreds of people just running. And I'm standing there. Hearing the word of God say, didn't I tell you that this is your church? I ain't joining here. Because you're not going to do me like this this season. I, I'm going to do it my way. See, the cost of hearing God is that you've got to close out what you want to do to hear what God is saying. He said, get up and go. He said, leave your country. Leave your relatives. Come on now. We were in Gwinnett County. Nowhere near family. Where I stayed, there wasn't even a bus line. In, 30 mile, in a 30-mile radius, there was not a bus. So here we are. And he says, and Bishop Long turns around. And then out of nowhere, he says, you, God sent you here. Get, he was pointing right at me. And I'm like, I ain't moving. And you know my wife, she holy, sanctified, cogent. You said God said it. Be quiet. I need you to tell me. I know what he said. 
well, you said God said. We're going to go down here and join. I'm like, no, we're not. We going down here and join right now. Let's go. And we walked down to that altar, and I was angry. I was mad. I walked in that discipleship room, and I was like, I do not want to hear what y'all saying at all. I do not care. My wife was like, all right, baby, we get home. Well, when we going to go to the membership class? When we doing all this, doing all this? And I'm like, I'm not doing it. The Lord said, when you go back the next time, I want you to sit down on the floor on the side that he comes out on. And I want you to get here very early so that you can sit up close to the front. And I want you to wear a suit every Sunday. I, I don't want you coming in here looking like you broke. I want you to come in here looking like you got millions of dollars. And I'm like, are you serious? Every Sunday for two years, we walked in that church. And people looked at me and said, you don't need money. Look at your suit. Look at how you're dressing. Darwin Hobbs, William Murphy would look at me and say, Graves, you've been shopping, man. Don't know. I just knew how to use a rag and some shoe polish to polish my shoes. I knew how to use an iron to turn my suit inside out and iron it. All right, come on now, come on now. Mama taught you. See, when you got to operate in faith, what you learned in that place that you were familiar with, God is going to use it when you need to use it. Mama taught me how to iron. A man taught me how to take my suit off and, and, and not take it to the cleaners and, and hang it up on a wooden hanger so that it would last and so that it would look good and, and taught me how not to dry my jeans and dry my shirt. Hang dry everything so that it will last. Come on now. God's going to use what you have in your hands to supply the need in this place of famine that you might think you're going through. The cost. The cost. And we start going and we would get up every morning, Sunday morning at 5 o'clock just to make sure we were at service on time. And people would look at my family and say, y'all crazy. Ain't no way y'all telling me that God is taking care of y'all and y'all ain't broke down yet. There ain't no way. There were nights I would stand in the mirror and I would say, God, why don't you just let me leave my family because they're better off because I've just made the craziest and dumbest move in my life and now my children are sleeping on the floor in a brand new house. The air mattress that we've been sleeping on has now become our pallet. Oh, Rabbi, we didn't have furniture for a year and a half. Uh, but nobody in our family knew. Because guess what? Nobody came down to see us. Miracle. Mom and daddy came down a day after we had just got brand new furniture in our house. My father pulled up and said, boy, I thought you were somewhere else. I thought you were down in the city where it was so bad and ghetto and all of this stuff. I didn't know that God was blessing you like this. And I wanted to say, he ain't blessing me. He's hurting me because I don't even have a job. And then my car gets hit. And, and how am I going to get to where I'm getting to? I finally found a job, but then my car gets total. Starting over in a new place is not always the blessed place. Moving with limited instructions doesn't always feel good. But all all I had was a word from God. The cost is facing the impossibilities of life. I got more than I can deal with. I don't know how I'm going to see my way through this. I've got to accept the fact that you have no explanation. I, I had no explanation 
No explanation, Tremaine. Why are you here? I don't know why I'm at new birth. I don't know why I'm here. But every Sunday, the man of God was saying, you are Christ in the earth. You can do all things through Christ. God used that man to strip me of everything that I thought I knew. And the reason that we're standing in Cleveland today is because we made a faith move in 2005. Put vision in my life. But sometimes you got to confront the thought of failure. I had to deal with failure. Because in my mind, I failed. I failed my children. I failed myself. Because I would walk in the bathroom burn. And there'd be Tyler Perry. And I'm like, oh my God, there's an audition. I wish you would try to make your own way. I get on the tour with Juanita Bynum. I got money coming in. And then she want to act crazy. We're going to cancel the tour. Are you serious? I get dates with Darwin. Yeah, man, I'm going to use somebody else. Get dates with Murphy. Going to use somebody else. And I'm sitting in a place with all of these people. And I'm going down to the studio every night trying to get a job. Just let me sing background. And I'm walking in here some of these people and they can't sing worth a lick. And they're like, no, man, we'd rather stay with our people. I'm like, are you serious? And I'm out, there, I'm out there passing out Val, my worship CD, saying, can you just listen to it? Can you just listen to it? See, sometimes when God puts you in a place, you still got to get your hustle on. You still got to keep pursuing the dream, even though it doesn't feel good. And I would be sitting there with tears in my eyes. I would go to the mall hoping that I would see somebody, hoping that I would see a celebrity. I would tell my wife that I'm going to study, but I would be sitting there walking around. Let me go to Lennox because I might see a superstar that I can walk up to and say, do you need a background singer I was that desperate faith will cause you to become desperate about the things of God that you want to see come to pass in your life don't mean you sit there and become lazy but here it is the consequences there's a conversation go there's a cost leave it all behind but then there are some consequences when you obey God the good consequences bad consequences but he says if you do this if you do this he says I'll make you a great nation not only will I make you a great nation but I'll bless you and make your name great I'll bless you and bless those who bless you. Let, let, let me go back to that. I'll bless you and make your great name. Nobody knew who I was in Atlanta. I come back, put our stuff in storage, thinking that I was going to go back down and keep serving Bishop. But I get here and C.J. Matthew says, you're the man of God that I've been looking for. You remind me of Darwin Hobbs. Now, mind you, I had watched Darwin Hobbs for two years lead worship. I watched William Murphy. He says, I've been watching Bishop Eddie Long for years, and I've been asking God to give me that. He gave me a job. Start working. And our stuff sat down there for about a year or so in the storage. And we finally said, God is moving us back home. It wasn't until I got back home that God began to make my name great. Oh, you're not hearing what I'm saying. Serving in the full gospel Baptist church 
fellowship. Uh, little old dude, little old dude, little old dude who nobody knew sits on a record called My God is Big. Oh, y'all ain't hearing what I'm saying. Uh, nobody knew. It was the last song that they did in the record. The last song that they did on the record. Only about 50 people in the room. And I didn't know they were going to choose that song. But guess what? The song set on the billboard charts. It was nominated for Stellar. You ain't hearing what I'm saying. And now people come to Cleveland and they say, Pastor Fred Graves, he is the pastor to the minstrels. And people say, what in the world? But nobody knew. He's going to make your name great. The consequences of going and leaving and doing what God and laying it all on the line is that he will make you a great nation. Your generation will be great. He'll bless you and your name will be great. He'll bless you and bless those. And then here it is. I will curse those who curse you. And not only this, I like the last one. Come on. I need you to lift your hands and hear this. It doesn't feel well. Don't feel good, daughter. That God is moving you. Don't feel good, mom. That you haven't settled into a place yet. It, it, it doesn't feel good when, you, when you're moving and you don't feel settled. And it, <laughs> when God just keeps moving you and, and moving you and bothering you. The consequences of obeying me, he says, and in you. All the families of the earth will be blessed. When you learn to hear God, when you learn to leave it all behind, when you learn to lay it all on the line, just like Cecil Gaines, he laid it all on the line. He understood that I can be killed walking down these back alleys. He understood that I'm going to be hungry. He understood that my feet are going to be wet. He understood that I'm going to go through some trial. I'm going to go through some difficulty. But if I leave it all behind, my children will never see a cotton field. My son will never have to go through what I went through. If I can just leave this place and get to the land that God wants to show me. A land that's going to be fruitful. A land that's going to be plenteous. A land that will be filled with milk and honey where my generations will last forever. If you can just leave it all behind, God is going to reward you with a double portion. And for your shame, I'll give you double. Instead of humiliation, you will have a portion. You will shout for joy. And everlasting joy shall be your portion. I need somebody to stand on your feet and begin to shout, I'm leaving it all behind. I'm leaving it all behind. I'll leave it all behind. I'll count the cost. I'll count the cost. I'll look for the reward. I shall see the goodness of God. Rest in my family. Rest in my house. I don't care how old you are. I don't care how young you are. Start now and learning how to leave it all behind. You left it all behind. They said, man, how could you get that close and leave it all behind? But I promise you, son, you will not regret it. You will not see it anytime. But God says you will see the reward. Your business is going to grow before you get out of school. Your business and your clientele, you will cut celebrities. You won't have to worry about $10, $20. God's going to give you clients that will give you $100. It could give you $200. You'll travel 
you'll go here and there and the Lord said count it not robbery that I've already connected you to wealthy men because you decided you heard me when everybody said man this is your dream but I'm going to do what I need to do because I hear God how many dreamers do I have in the house today how many believers do I have in the house today you're ready to leave it all behind you know that God is saying step out and do something different step out and do something crazy let the anointing that rests on my pastor's life rest in me do something crazy do something crazy at a young age do something crazy do something crazy did you hear me do something crazy do it crazy do it crazy Morgan do something crazy I know mom and daddy be like baby what's wrong with you hold right Baba start it now start it now start it now it's on the inside of you on the inside of you I know there were bad things that happened people said what they said whether wrong or right about Bishop Eddie Long but all I can say is God used the man to change my life and that's all that matters he used the man to help me love my family again he taught me how to be a father he taught me how to be a man. He taught me how to be strong. He taught me that I was Christ in the earth. He taught me that I have all of the authority and that I am an ambassador of Jesus Christ and that everything that my hands touch, that it shall be blessed. Oh, Rabando, Rabaz, you lift your hands. I'm declaring over this house that you will position yourself huh, to leave it all behind. It didn't feel well. It didn't feel good. That executive pastor's position that I had, I thought that was my dream job. It didn't go well. Right at the moment I became comfortable at New Birth and started leading worship at a major place. God says, get up and go. And nobody understood why I left. The cost of either staying married for 23 years or cheating on my wife, I had to leave the road. The cost of my dream of singing. But God says it's time for you to come home start a church lean on the grace that's on my life you're not starting over by yourself You, you already have an example you already got a new leader I cried three weeks ago because my son came to me because I know what it is to not see your dream come through true And my son came to me and he said, I'm leaving the job that I'm at. And I'm just going to take a risk and go after my dream another way. And I went in my bed and I cried because I felt like I was a failure as a father because I did not have enough push to keep him behind his dream. But my wife came to me and she said, baby, You just said take a risk. You've been teaching these people 
to step out on their dreams. And they're stepping out on their dreams. And sometimes parents don't understand because you don't want to see your children fail. You don't want to see them make mistakes in life. Abraham made a mistake. He got to the land and he lied about his wife and was going to let the man hit his wife off. He's going to let the man, you know, hit his chick off because he was afraid to say who he was. He failed. But I look at my son and he said, Dad, I'm not giving up my dream, but I'm going to a place where I can learn my dream where I can do my dream every day. Because the place that he was working, they wanted him to mop the floors. And where we come from, they teach you, well, you're in your dream. And the Lord began to say, that's not his dream, mopping the floor. His dream is to do cars. And sometimes God will shift you and put you in a garage where you can do transmissions the first week that you get there where you can do breaks the first week that you get there. Take you from luxury to a backyard where you can fulfill your dream. Go to another country. Go to another place. Are you hearing this? The double portion belongs to you. All you have to do is trust God. Put the chips on the table. Whatever it is, lay it on the line. Lay it on the line. Do it again. I dare you to do it again. Do it again. Do it again. Do it again. Start looking for the building. Start looking for the shop. People are going to say, man, you just got out of school and you're walking into it. Walk into it right now. Walk into it right now. Tell the Lord exactly where you want your shop. Tell the Lord exactly the clientele that you want. Come on now. He says that I'll make your name great. Jesus' name. I declare the blessing of the Lord in your life, son. Jesus' name. Anybody that wants to be saved today, I want you to lift your hand. You want to rededicate your life to God, I want you to raise your hand. You want to become filled with the Holy Ghost, I want you to raise your hand. If, you, if, you've, not, if you've not experienced the power of the Holy Ghost, come here. He raised his hand. Come here, son. See, y'all are thinking... Come here. That boy raised his hand when I said, you want to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Lift your hands. Lift your hands, son. And, oh, Rabbi, lift your hands. At a young age, oh, Rabbi, I release the Holy Ghost in your life. The Lord of God prophesied over your mother's womb when you were in your mother's womb that you would be a peculiar child that you would be a prophet of God, and that your attitude and your disposition would make people feel uncomfortable. So now, God, I ask now in Jesus' name that you seal this young man. Father, that you, oh Rabbi, the grace on my life, the anointing on my life to prophesy, oh Rabbi, in Jesus' name, that you fill his ears, that he'll begin to prophesy at a young age. He'll begin to dream visions, oh God, and dream them out, oh God. Visions will become him, oh God, that he'll be a Jeremiah, oh God. In Jesus' name, the Holy Ghost rests on his life. His ear gates, oh God, in Jesus' name. Protect him now and keep him now. In Jesus' name.